0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Story Seeds Podcast. My name is Betsy Bird. I'm a librarian by day and a children's book author and your podcast host by night. Story Seeds is a podcast where imagination rules. On each episode, we match up a young person between the ages of 6 and 12 with a celebrated author who grows their story idea into an original short story. Right here, On the show, we will listen to the magic that unfolds when their brains connect and collaborate.
1: There they are, underneath the soil in the sun, where anything can grow, it's another day. And another seed has just begun to turn into a show when you find the path you didn't know and the story seeds start to grow on story seeds you're in control of your destiny Adventures you sign where your dreams can grow a little more each time on story seeds. It only goes to show if you want to be what you know. And to story seed and watch you grow.
0: Today I am delighted to bring you a story seed by a 10 year old from New York City. My name is Willa Hatcherfield.
1: My story seed is about a girl and her mom who live in the middle of the woods in a small cottage. She's never gone to school, but she's learned all her school subjects through her surroundings. Suddenly, they're beginning to lose money, so her mom decides that she needs to get a job and her daughter needs to go to a real school. This is a huge change for her, and she has to find a way to fit in in her new school.
0: Did you notice all the little details about her main character that Willa planted in her story seed? See, this is the kind of stuff that makes for a great story story. So, dear listeners, here is the million-dollar question. Who is the perfect author to grow Willa's story seed? My name is Vera Hiranandani. Vera is an award-winning author of realistic fiction books. Well, Last year, she won a Newbery Honor Award for her middle-grade novel, The Night Diary. She also happens to be someone who really understands the main character that Willa dreamed up because well, she had a similar experience when she was Willa's age. When
2: I was young, I went to a very small school. We were very free to kind of discover what we wanted. So, and then in fifth grade, I had to go to a much bigger public school. And so even though I wasn't homeschooled, it was just a
0: huge change. Vera had a lot of questions for Willa. And Willa had a lot of questions for Vera. And so the Story Seeds team made a date for them to meet at Willa's school. It's called The Blue School, and it's located in downtown New York City, not too far away from Wall Street. Willa's been going to The Blue School since kindergarten. It's like home. To Willa, it's the closest thing to imagining what homeschooling feels like because everyone there is family. The Blue School is an independent school. It was started by a bunch of people, including the folks behind the international theater hit show The Blue Man Group, You may have heard of the three guys who paint themselves blue and do amazing shows that have percussion and color and stunts and live music. They ooze imagination out of every pore. Well, not literally, of course. That would be gross. Willa took Vera to visit some of her favorite little nooks and crannies before they sat down to grow her story seed. Let's join them on their field trip, shall we?
1: This is the art room, and I've had the same art teacher for as long as I can remember. I love art rooms, especially I remember the art room in my first school.
2: So I remember just paint everywhere, on the floor, on the tables, and cloths everywhere, and just everything kind of thrown around the art room. It's like a good mess. A good mess, exactly,
1: Yeah. yeah. So this is the library, which is pretty much my favorite place in mm-hmm. this school.
2: Do you want to sit down and then sure. we can talk more about the story? Okay, so it's about a girl who has, to, who's homeschooled, right? Mm-hmm. And she has to go to a public school because her mother doesn't have any money, right? And she just lives with her mother? She just lives with her mother. Right.
1: So does she feel alone? Um, no, I don't think she feels Lonely with her mom because they have like a really important relationship, more Mm -hmm. like sisters than, yeah, because it's just the two of them and their dog. But then I feel like at school it'll feel really lonely for her, right? Till probably the end when she'll make a friend. I love the way you set that up that she,
2: in the beginning of the story, has to kind of conquer this obstacle, right? Because it's not really a story without the problem, without the obstacle. What do you think would be one of the hardest things for your character?
1: One is, I think, making friends because Mm -hmm. she really doesn't have friends besides her mom and her dog. I have felt like a fish out of water a few times. It's interesting to feel that way. You can feel that way in so many different
2: settings you know you can feel that way because you are new and you're really unfamiliar with your surroundings but also you can feel that way because maybe you've been at a place for a long time yeah but you're changing and and you have different connections with people at different times so
1: yeah and I feel like when you're at private schools or even public schools I think a kid doesn't matter how old you are always sort of has that problem at one time. They sort of feel like a fish out of water and feel kind of left out and right. everybody sort of has that kind of problem that you can't always see it.
0: Yeah. At its heart, Willa's story is about fitting in, isn't it? Willa and Vera talked for a long time about what school is like for Willa, and what it was like for Vera, and they had lots of notes to compare about their experiences. Well, as it happens, Willa also came to their meeting with the name of her main character. Someone named after a famous artist from Mexico that you may just know. I
1: came upon the name Frida because I feel like for some reason it just came to me. And then I thought about it a little more. And I was thinking how her mom named her Frida after Frida's bravery. Mm -hmm. And she's always felt like this sort of special connection with art. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing is that Frida, would she really likes science because she's grown up in the outdoors. Well, I like that. I mean, I always think carefully about names for characters. Yeah. yeah. I feel like usually the first thing you say to a person when you meet them is like, hi, or hello, or that kind of thing, and what's your name? So, actually, my name also kind of means a sentence. Cause oh. Willa also means willow tree. Mm. Hatcher means fence. And fields means field. So mm. my name is really willow tree in a field behind a fence. That's basically my name. Oh, wow. So mm.
2: that seems so to... be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I have a mixed background, and my father's from India, and my mom was born here, and there are different religions. I didn't really like my name growing up.
1: Really?
2: Yeah, I love it now, but for me, where I grew up, my name was really different,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and people could never say my last name, and so I often wished for sort of a more kind of quote ordinary, easier name yeah. than I had. But then when I grew up, I really appreciated yeah, it's cool to my have name. A unique
0: name. Yeah, so. I'm happy now. Of course, Willow was also thinking about some other things. Apart from the names, she wanted to figure out why her character, Frida, was even going through this huge change. So, I feel like one
1: of the very important elements to this story is how Frida ended up at her school, which I think would be money problems. When you're talking about plot, the
2: thing that kind of kicks off the plot is called the inciting incident. So I think of that as the inciting incident, like they're kind of living their life. And then the mom realizes she can't afford it anymore um, and has to take a job and she can't leave Frida alone every day. So Frida has to go to the public school. So now we're into the, the story. Yeah, Yeah. But there can be a setup in the beginning of what their life is like and then move towards the change, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I am wondering if you have any ideas for the kind of person Frida would be friends with and what she would mm-hmm. be like, or, yeah. and whether it would be a girl or a boy or whatever. Right. Well, I think I have to think a little more
2: about who Frida is. And this is such an interesting thing we're doing because you've come up with the idea and then I'm taking the idea and writing the story. So you have probably done some thinking about Frida and who she is, but then, and I'm going to take that information. You can tell me if you have a sense of like what kind of person she is, but then I'm going to sort of grow that story seed. Right. And then it may go in a direction that you didn't necessarily know, right? Right. Because
0: we're sort of doing this together. Vera and Willa are doing this together. They told each other true stories from their own lives. Why is that important? Because now it's up to Vera to see if those real-life experiences can inform Frida's world. Vera got to writing pretty soon after meeting Willa. She usually writes in the mornings from her attic office where she can see lots of trees out the window. She dropped this note to Willa while enjoying her coffee and writing one morning.
2: Hi, Willa. So I'm in the middle of drafting the beginning of this story. I'm thinking of this character, Frida. I feel like she is going to have a connection to trees and that's going to be an important part of the story and I know trees are important to you, and especially hearing the story of your name, and I thought about something that she was doing, some project that she was working on for homeschooling, and one thing that I learned how to do when I went to a school that was sort of nature-based, creative, was that we once went to learn how to take sap from a tree and turn it into maple syrup, and I loved doing that, And I thought it would be nice for her to do that, And I had to do some research to remind myself the the process of what you do. And I wanted to kind of start the story off that way because it's the last time that she's really connecting to nature and her homeschool life with her mom and her dog before everything changes. I just wanted to share with you what I'm doing. And I'm really excited to show you the finished piece.
0: And now, for the first time ever, making its debut on Podcasts Everywhere, I present the story Willa Hatcher Fields and Vera Hiranandani collaborated on Under the Maple Tree. Under
2: the Maple Tree, story by Vera Hiranandani. Story Seed by Willa Hatcher Fields Frida woke early that morning. Her long brown hair was still tangled, but she was too excited to care. She would eventually stuff it under her hat anyway. She made toast, spread it thick with raspberry jam, and sat at the round table in the kitchen, huddled near the warmth of the wood stove. She ate slowly, licking jam from her fingers while her dog, Willow, sat by her side waiting for crumbs. He thumped his tail on the wooden floor. After a while, her mother appeared, already dressed in jeans and a comfy green wool sweater. Ready? Frida nodded. They pulled on their coats and boots, gathered the tapping buckets, spouts, and a drill from the shed, and walked towards the valley where the sugar maple trees stood, proud and tall. Frida had been waiting all winter for this. She had chosen maple sugaring for her homeschool science unit, and her plan was to sell some of the syrup at the farmer's market. Frida's mother already sold her jam and pies there, and sometimes her paintings, when she wasn't helping Frida with her lessons. Her mother drilled the holes, and Frida hammered in the metal spiles. They hung the buckets, and after a minute, clear sap started dripping from all five trees. It worked, said Frida as she clapped. Her mother hugged her. Willow, sensing their excitement, ran around in circles, barking in glee. By the end of the day, they had enough sap to boil down into syrup. They each carried home a full bucket, trying not to spill it. Back at the cottage, they poured the sap into large pots and put them on the stove. Then they sat at the kitchen table having tea while the sweet steam from the pots collected all around them. It would take hours for the sap to reduce to a small amount of syrup. Tomorrow, they would collect more. Frida, I need to tell you something, her mother said. What? Frida noticed her mother's eyes weren't smiling. We have to make some changes. Changes? Her mother took Frida's hand. There was an opening for an art teacher at the middle school, and I took the job. We really need the money. Frida stared at her. And what will I do? You're going with me to fifth grade. It'll be another great adventure. Fifth grade at the middle school? Frida and her mother had been there occasionally for a play or a book sale— It was near the center of their small Vermont town, only a 20-minute drive, but it seemed like another world to her. The floors were too shiny. The lighting was too bright. There were so many kids. But Mom, I don't want to go to the middle school. Who's going to keep Willow company? Isn't there something we can do, like sell all the syrup? She pointed at the stove. It just wouldn't be enough. I could help you bake more. We could open up a shop, she offered, but her mother shook her head. I'm so sorry, Frida, but this is the way it has to be for now, she said and squeezed her hand. Tears collected at the edge of Frida's eyes. Willow put his head down and let out a big sigh. He understood. Two weeks later, her first day of school arrived. A few days before... Her mother had the yard fenced in and added a doggy door so Willow could go in and out as he pleased. This morning when she left, she gave Willow a brave smile and patted his head. He wagged his tail, telling her he'd be okay. For a moment, she thought she might be too. But as she entered the school, she felt terrified. Frida was introduced to her teacher, Mrs. Sackett, a short woman dressed in gray, who led her to a desk in the back of her classroom while the other students watched. She wished she could be invisible. She never felt alone in her world with Willow and the trees, but there, surrounded by the other kids, she felt lonely. She had found a huge sugar maple towards the edge of the playground where she sat cross legged under the canopy of its long, comforting branches. She sketched the tree, following each branch closely with her pencil. At least she had the tree to keep her company. One day, a boy named Rohan, who sat next to her in class, wandered over. He was always touching the ends of his dark and spiky hair. Frida had noticed he kept a comic book stuck between the pages of his notebook. When he caught Frida glancing at him, he frowned and closed his notebook, and Frida quickly turned away. But now he peered over her shoulder and watched. Frida stopped drawing, looked up, and smiled, her heart beating in her ears. Would he ask her about her drawing? Did he want to be her friend? Huh, was all he said, and walked off. She felt angry. Why did he even come over? There seemed to be a valley between Frida and everyone else. But every afternoon, she came home to Willow, and they would take a long walk in the woods. Only then would she feel like herself again. On a particularly warm Wednesday, Frida came home, looking forward to a ramble with Willow. But he didn't come to greet her. She and her mother looked all around the cottage, but he wasn't anywhere. Then they saw it, the small hole he dug under the fence. "'Willow, come here, boy,' they called over and over for hours among the pine trees around their cottage. "'Come get your dinner!' Eventually, her mother came over and put her hands on Frida's shoulders. It's getting dark, she said. No, we can't stop now, Frida shook her head. I'll stay out. I don't mind. It won't be that cold tonight. He'll be okay. Willow will find his way back. I know he will. I'll leave the gate open, but we need to sleep. Frida collapsed into her mother and cried for Willow and for everything she seemed to have lost that spring. After a few days, there was still no Willow. Frida hung bright yellow flyers all around town. In block print lettering, she wrote, Beloved dog missing. His name is Willow, and he is the nicest dog you'll ever want to meet. If you see him, please call 802-579-1505. We miss him so much. She even put a few flyers up at school, not that anyone would notice. A week later, early on a Saturday morning, the phone rang. Frida jumped out of bed to answer it. "'Hello,' she said, her voice still scratchy from sleep. "'Hi, this is Rohan. I sit next to you in class, and I think I saw your dog.' "'You did?' Frida yelled into the phone. "'Where?' "'Near my house,' he answered, just a few minutes ago.' but he ran off when I went up to him. He sounded calm, which was both soothing and frustrating to her. A few seconds went by in silence. So tell me your address and we'll come right away, Frida said. In the meantime, keep calling for him. I will. But when you get here, can I join your search party? He asked. Um, search party? Yeah, sure. Okay, she replied. She wondered why he wanted to help she didn't ask. Right now, she needed all the help she could get to bring Willow home. The story from here on is for you to continue, Willow. I could give a dozen people the same plot today, and I bet each person will do something different with it. As far as where it goes next, who knows? That's the adventure.
1: Hi, Vera. It's Willow. Thank you for being such a good partner. I am really proud of the story, and I am so excited to keep it going. It's a story I could read over and over again and not get tired, and I was so sad when it was over. My favorite parts were that Willow was such a good dog, and she always made me smile. I also loved how the details of Frida's backstory were sort of weaved in so it keeps us going like a scavenger hunt. And I love the maple trees. My two big ideas for this story are that Frida will find Willow with Rohan's help, and they will become friends, and that the kids at school like Frida's mom as an art teacher, but tease Frida for being the teacher's kid. I think the rest of the ideas will come to me when I start writing, so I promise to keep you posted. Love, Willow.
0: My dear listeners, you can finish the story too! Inside that noggin of yours, that cranium, that gray matter, is the rest of this story just cracking to get written. So, go ahead and take a stab at it. Write the next five sentences of this story. When you're done, give me a call at the Story Seeds Hotline at 646-389-5153 and read it to me. And. If you have a great story idea that you're dying to see on a future episode of the Story Seeds podcast, well, you can tell me about that, too. That's 646-389-5153. You can also email me at storyseeds@literarysafari.com. I'll be waiting. Remember, if you ever want more Story Seeds in your life... Hop on over to our website, www.storyseedspodcast.com for behind-the-scenes pictures and fun facts. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for the Story Seeds Society. As members of our Listener's Kids Club, you'll get some sweet snail mail. And listen, if you enjoyed the Story Seeds Podcast, then make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We get our newest episodes the minute they drop. And while you're there... We would be really grateful if you would leave us a gold star rating or write us a nice review. It truly helps other kids and families find the show. Story Seeds is a literary safari production. Thank you to the Blue School for its support of this episode of the Story Seeds podcast. This episode was produced by Sandya Nankani and Anjali Sakrami. Sound mixing design and score is by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton. Ultraviolet audio. Our theme music is composed and performed by Andrew Van Weingarten. Kayla Fettison is our associate producer. Field audio was recorded by Julia Botero. And I am your host, Betsy Byrne. Goodles for now. Until next time, keep growing that imagination. On Story Seeds you're in control of your destiny. Just you design
1: Where your dreams can grow A little more each time On Story Seeds